Some people love cola so much they can't stop drinking it. And for them, there's RC. With RC, you get a great cola taste that's easy on the syrup, easy on the gas. Right, OJ? RC. For people like OJ Simpson, who can't stop drinking cola. The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah. How is everything? Everything good? You feeling okay? No, everything's terrible, but I am here with you, which you, is great. How you feeling? How's your arm? Is that thing uh, on your on your toe gone yet? Yeah, the thing on the toe, it's long gone. Arm is a little bit sore, but what am I going to do? Hey, you're going to make some great radio. That's what you're going to do, mister, because that's yes. what you do best. That's what I'm going to do, and you know why I'm going to do it? Because you're the best at it. Because I'm here with you, and we saw Karen Wright tonight. Oh. And it made you feel real right, if you know what I mean. Right tonight. Yes. Yes, dude. Feeling right tonight. You were feeling it big time. All right. See it in your eyes. Hey, Ton. This show has so much stuff happening in it that I feel like maybe we don't even have enough show. Like you might need another show. That's true. Like another hour, or maybe like preemptive true punk. Preemptive. What is, what is happening? What's happening on tonight's program? Listen, Ton, I hate to do this to you because we've done it every week for the past three months. Yeah. Got a tribute tonight. Don't tell me. I found out hours before we went on air here. So did I. ZZ Top's Dusty Hill yeah. has passed away. Yeah. Ton? ZZ Top, probably like on the list. They're up there. One of my favorites. Yes. So obviously you can't condense an entire ZZ Top tribute into like a 20-minute rock block. So I thought I should probably just focus on some songs that Dusty Hill is the lead vocalist on. Yeah. Just to try to get some semblance of order. Yeah. Because otherwise I could easily put together a four-hour tribute show yeah seriously but we've got like other stuff happening already tonight ah, that's crazy so that's what i came up with that's weird isn't it it's very oh, sad it i think it is sad but i mean it's just you know we were talking about this earlier on the way up that it's 
we're just getting old, you know, and it's like part of getting old. All your heroes and stuff are, it's that time. That band was like, when I was a kid, Yeah, they were on all the time. Yeah. Double back, my friend. Yes, dude. Yes. All the time. And I've seen them a few times. And they were like, when we were kids, I feel like ZZ Top was sort of the epitome of cool. You know what I'm saying? Like they were, when you saw the video finally, and they had the car, and they had the chick, and they had the shades, and you were like, dude, these guys are doing it. Like this is the way it's done. Like recipe of looking cool and doing it cool was that. And now it's ton. Just crazy. The baton has been handed off to ton. One of my first uh, concerts, I went to, my dad took me to ZZ Top. And my dad's Harley riding buddy, Todd, showed up. And he had a honey bear full of booze. And he squirted some into my 7-Up. And we had a great time. I was very underage. When? Where was this? And when was this? I don't even remember. What what tour are we talking here? Like uh, Afterburner? No idea. Maybe. I mean, it was probably... Mid-90s? No. No, no, no. Probably like... Late 80s? Probably like 92. Are you making this up? 93? 94? 92. Maybe mid-90s. 92 to 94 maybe at some point i think so it would have been the antenna the i antenna have no tour. idea what one it was i remember thinking it was super awesome and then i also remember the drinking and then i don't remember much after that honestly i was a kid so i think i got drunk like real easy well 94 would have been the antenna album okay and then you were there drunk a drunk 14 year old 13 year old and you were singing yeah pin cushion yeah dude i'm a pin cushion yes i remember being super worried and like what are you doing and he's just like no worry bud have some of this we're having a good time you're out with the boys yeah squirt it in there and i was like whoa Tons of pin cushion. That was the beginning of the end. Getting drunk with dad. Dude, it was something. It was really awesome, though. It was ZZ Top, dude. I remember being like, this is awesome, dude. ZZ Top. I saw them on the Rhythmine tour in 1996. Man. And I was in the second row, and Reverend Horton Heat opened for them. And they had a psychobilly freakout. I think I was there also. And then, because I think I, he was in Mankato. Yeah, I think I was there also at the same concert, dude. There was a woman, who, and this doesn't happen anymore at concerts, I don't think. At least not that I've seen in about 20 years. Yeah. But there was a woman in the front that kept taking her top off. Yeah. And it was really getting the security people agitated. Dude. To the point where one of them finally, after like the ninth time that the warning kind of went over her head... They started climbing over the seats, and the guy's, like, tripping and falling, and he steps. Like, my hand was resting on the back of the chair, and his foot came down and caught my hand, ripped my hand open. Oh, I got dude. a scar right here on my hand from ZZ Top, from some dork that was nervous about some woman with no top on. Why? What is the problem? Well, I don't know. 
He was real bent out of shape. I don't remember that, but I think I was at that show, honestly. And the security guard looked like Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Dude, why would you get that up in arms about boobs? Boobs are great. And I was 14, 15, and and then I got a big scar on my hand still 50 years later from that guy. Wow. He's probably dead now, but if you're listening, you're a jerk. Definitely you're a jerk. You should have let them puppies hang, man. Um, I think I was literally at that exact same show. I'm pretty sure. I saw them with Reverend Horton Heat in this town, and then I saw him a second time in this town later on. You were there. I was. Yeah. And see, but roles were almost reversed where you were off to the side up in the bleachers a little bit. I was like that that time when I saw him in 96. I was up in the bleachers or in the back a little bit, probably the back corner. And uh, you, it sounds like you were down on the floor. And then when we saw him in the 2000s, what, early 2000s or whatever, I was on the floor and you were kind of up in the seats there. Right? Or was it? But like, you were still close. It's like mid-2000s. I remember the opening guy was that country dork that was singing about his redneck yacht club. Yeah, he sucked. And then me and the person I was with got up and left yeah. and just walked around. Yeah. Because it sucked. That definitely sucked. It was no psychobilly freakout, I'll no. tell you that. Crazy. Anyway, Ton, that's um, our stroll down ZZ Top memory lane. And rest in peace to Dusty Hill. Yeah, wow. He's a bass player, and his name is Dusty. Yeah. So I feel kind of like a kinship. Yeah, in you a way. should. You should. So we have some music from ZZ Top, all featuring the vocal stylings of the late Dusty Hill. And then we'll come back and... We've got, I didn't even tell you this, holy number two ton. We've got two exclusive interviews tonight. No way. We got so much stuff, I even forgot to tell you that we had stuff. Get this ton. Actor Michael Berryman on the program. Whoa. You probably remember him giving you the creeps on the VHS cover of The Hills Have Eyes when you were at the video store as a kid. He's also in Weird Science. Very creepy stuff. He's in a bunch of Motley Crue videos. That guy's one of the... Yeah, he was just in a bunch of random weird stuff. He's got a new movie. It's called Room 9. Wow. With FiveCon alumnus Kane Hodder. That sounds scary. Guess what else is coming up? What? Exclusive interview with uh, musician, guitar player Gary Kemp from oh. Spenda Ballet. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. Wow. He's got a new solo album out. It's called In Solo. That's awesome. It's all happening tonight. I'm excited to hear that stuff. Well, we'll get to it after we uh, get to this.
Shannon, and you're listening to The Five Count.
Pantera, you're checking out the five count. Rock and roll, baby. Thank you. 
And we're back. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, Ton. It's a party on the patio yeah. here on the five count. Man, I love ZZ Top. It's pretty good. Like, their first 10 albums or something are all great. Really good stuff. But, and then they put out like 27 greatest hits albums, and it's like, what's going on here? Yeah. But still, it doesn't take away from the other stuff. It doesn't. It's all good. And you know what else is all good? John from New Ulm. He's all good, and he <laughs> wow. sent us some mail. All good in the hood. All good in the hood. That's reporting. What the kids say. He says, reporting live from the land of beer, brats, polka music, and sauerkraut. And huge tumbleweeds. John, what up? I used to play the trumpet and good. Huh. There you go. What is he saying here? 724, 2021, 1230 at night. Is that a record of when he wrote this? Must be. He's up late. Says the five count. Burning the midnight sauerkraut. Hey, ton. Do you ever wonder what a car would look like if Harley Davidson made it? Sorry, this isn't a wrestling question. Huh. huh. Is that that is that officially a, a mailbag question? He's got more on the back, too. Um, to answer that question, John, um, Harley has actually put its name on a, on a couple of vehicles over the years. Have I wondered what an actual like Harley car would look like? Like if Harley designed it, I got to say, maybe I wondered that once upon a time, but it's not something I really spent much time on. Also, John, I've been to the Harley Museum and the Harley plant uh, over in Milwaukee. I've been to that museum. I actually have videos on my YouTube channel, Two Wheeled Ton. I've got videos touring that museum. Really cool. A lot of really awesome stuff. You can get uh, get some info on all, all the different stuff Harley's been a part of. Wait a second now. Aren't you going to announce that you're changing the name of your YouTube channel? <laughs> I, I I guess we could talk about po- the possibility of that. Soon happening. to be Tons Tube. Yeah, Dusty wants me to change it to Tons Tube, which I'm not against that name necessarily. And then having like a bunch of other content on the same channel. But I think YouTube already would just be not for that. It's for me and John and the fans. Oh, just for you guys. Okay. It's not always about you, Ton. Okay. Well, um, that's to answer your question, John. I maybe may have thought about that in the past, but don't spend much time on it now. I still see some of those Ford F-150 Harley editions running around sometimes. But that's more like they just kind of like put the badge on there. I saw a guy riding motorcycle wearing flip-flops. Yeah, you did tonight. Wow, that's stupid. <laughs> that's really stupid. If you're out there listening and you ride motorcycle around with flip-flops, just please don't. Please don't. You know what? I value your feet more than you do, I think, maybe. Please. It's not worth it, man. All right, here's the little message. When Dustin said he might have to get a P.O. box, made me think I better not send any more big things medium-sized period you don't need to help with postage for t-shirt medium-sized period found out at dentist might have to get old filling drilled out and new one put in more dentist fun medium-sized period i'm a few weeks 
in a few weeks, somebody I know will have a movie he is in or directed at our theater. His girlfriend was actress in the last Deadpool movie. I sent newspaper article to you or Dusty about him a few years back. David Reisdahl? Does that name ring a bell? Yeah, he's that uh, movie guy. I think his girlfriend was in Deadpool. Yeah. (laughs) Will be at theater one day during two weeks of his movie. Interesting. So he does still work at the theater. John, you know what? You can mail anything you want, John. Mail anything. Mail something as big as you want, dude. We don't care. We love it, actually. I love all this stuff that you send us, John. Just don't send it COD because it comes to my house, not tons. (laughs) It's totally great. And that's pretty cool that you know these people. What is the deal? We We need to go see John in New Ulm. We just have to go to that theater. When we could record him. the show live from New Ulm. Yeah. When should we do that? And you know we should film it. Hey, John, we're going to come to New Ulm and record the show some night. What if we came to New Ulm and it was totally a surprise? And no I mean, one was home? He'll hear it now, but oh. we just walk right in that theater and look for John and like have the camera rolling and just take it all in. I, I'm just saying this in public to see what John really thinks. Hopefully he writes in to us about that situ- that potential scenario. Because I've talked to John on the phone, and he seems like the type of guy that might be a little hesitant. But you know what? I'm guessing he might just uh, go for it. If we showed up and we were like, John, what is up, my friend? Could we record the five count live from the New All Movie Theater? I'm guessing we could. Let's do it. Could you imagine... If we somehow could do that, where we were like the only people in the theater with a movie playing in the background and us doing the show at the same time. I can't imagine that at all. Let's talk to John. John, please, why not just give us a call or something and we can work out these details. Uh, If anyone else wants to write to us, wants to send us a text message, wants to give us a ring, give us a voicemail, 507-519-2030. That's the five-count hotline, 507-519-2030. That is the ticket to happiness. Hey, we've actually got a voicemail on the five-count hotline if you... uh, are ready for that i am ready hey there this is jerry from rochester yeah i've been practicing all week um i don't close your eyes don't close your eyes i don't know if i got the eyes i don't think i got it that good i'm gonna keep practicing eyes. okay um yeah and i also just heard that dusty hill from zz top <laughs> i have one request pin cushion and that the other Dusty sings it again. I'm a bean cushion. Gotta feast the bats. Nothing but a bean cushion. Say goodbye, Colin. Bye. That was a five-count hotline. That is a that is quite a guy. Jerry, thank you so much for calling in. Dude, I think he sounded pretty good, you know? He was giving it his best, and that's what counts. He's a J-Bear cushion. Yeah, dude, yes. Better send a fax. Dude, you are making someone's dreams come true right Thank now. Thank you very much. <laughs> you are doing it right now, Dust. I do what I can. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hey, Jer Bear, slip inside my sleeping bag, yeah. would you? 
slip inside my sleeping bag. Dude, just come on, Jer Bear. Yeah, what are you waiting for? You are sounding great, okay? Don't close your eyes. Slip inside the sleeping bag. Oh, ton. We've got so much stuff happening that it's like there's so much stuff happening. If you can figure that out. If you can figure it out. Figure it out. Hey, John from New Alm saw the new G.I. Joe Snake Eyes movie. Did he? How do you feel about that? Good for him. That t-shirt was an early birthday present for you. Oh, that's nice. Or your dad. I think it'll be for my dad. What up? What up? Son, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but we've got two exclusive interviews on the program tonight. Wow. It's like, hey, why don't you guys have like a big time celebrity guest? Hey, why don't we have two? And now we do. And now we do. I thought I was going somewhere clever with that, but uh, this is where we have arrived. (laughs) Oh, dust. You know, it's just been great to be on this program this evening and have mail from John and just get ready for some interviews and stuff. I love it. I don't know how much time we actually have, though. Well, we've got time to hear an exclusive interview with Michael Berryman. It's got a new film out. It's called Room 9. Awesome. It's available like on DVD and wherever you get your movies and stuff from, like Amazon and that kind of thing. He was in like uh, Weird Science, as we mentioned. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Wow. He was in uh, The Devil's Rejects. Yeah, dude. In the Ramones Substitute video. That's pretty cool. He's in a lot of stuff. Motley Crue's Home Sweet Home video. That always makes ton tear up. Yeah. Man, he's been in a lot of stuff. Now he's on the five count, which is always like a cherry on the old resume. Yeah. Cherry on top right there. I assume. I guess I shouldn't assume that, but. It's got to be true, though. Let's get to it, shall we? Yeah, man. Michael Berryman. And then we'll come back. Probably. We are joined on the phone today by actor Michael Berryman. You might remember him from films like The Hills Have Eyes, Weird Science, Devil's Rejects, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He's got a new movie now. It's called Room 9. Hey, Michael, how's it going today? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good morning. It's an honor to be speaking with you. Thank you so much for joining me. You're very welcome. Well, I know you've got a new film out, Room 9. Can you tell the listeners a bit about the new one? Yes, it's in between Room 7 and Room 10. <laughs> uh, it's, um, <laughs> uh, well, I had to start the name with a joke. Uh, I play uh, Jed Bedford, and it's directed by, and written by uh, Thomas Walton. And um, it's, uh, uh, the backstory is that there was a, uh, um, hotel and uh, some murders took place in room nine and then um, we uh, jumped time and there are uh, some people that uh, are in that vicinity I'll just say and um, there's some unanswered questions about the uh, um, about these grizzly murders and um, some um, paranormal I'll just say uh, uh, activities take place and there's uh, um, well um uh, karma doesn't hold a grudge, but it keeps score over time. That's a good way to put it. Um, and uh, I just uh, got the DVD yesterday. Take a good look at it. It's, uh, it's nice and crisp and sharp, and uh, um, it, it, it's a good deal. Uh, my character is uh, involved with the original version uh, uh, of Foul Deeds, and he's very compromised, and uh, um, he has a... Uh, 
how can I put it, uh, uh, a crisis of uh, ethics, <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> and, uh, and I'll leave it at that. Excellent. It's out on DVD and wherever you can download movies. And Was this one filmed before the pandemic, or, or were you able to work through all that? Well, I only worked one day. Uh, it was filmed before the pandemic, and it's uh, been released by uh, Lionsgate. Uh, nobody's worked very much in the, in the last year. Everybody I know in the industry is... Uh, uh, conventions are just starting up. I have one in Oklahoma City uh, this weekend, and um, we just hope we can continue forward in that, in that manner. Uh, and, but there's uh, COVID protocols, of course, but, uh, um, you know, if people just uh, do uh, do the smart thing and uh, not spread it, that'd be great. But uh, uh, production basically has come to a screeching halt, and it's just now starting to come back. Yeah, it'll be uh, cool yeah. to see uh, what's uh, coming out here now that everyone's had some time to kind of wait around and get their ideas ready. And I know in Room 9, you're working with Kane Hodder. I imagine two legends like you guys could probably swap a lot of stories. We do. Uh, we're, we're all good friends. It's like an extended family. Uh, 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 Bill Mosley, Kane Hodder, uh, Ken Corey, uh, Linnea Quigley. Uh, we, we all uh, wind up over the course of the year uh, sharing uh, uh, um, stories because we wind up at uh, the same conventions and you know over the many years it's uh, been a real blessing to be able to work with these fine people and, and uh, we're all good friends and uh, we're always happy when we see uh, one another in a new project because when we have a conversation it's like hey how's it going everybody healthy that's great how's the dog how's the pet are you working <laughs> that's usually the beginning of our conversations so if you're working it's always like great you know, break a leg. Definitely. Well, again, uh, Room 9 is out now on DVD and wherever you can download movies. And, and Michael, you've done so many roles in your career and, and been in a lot of classic films. At, at this point in your career, is there something you're looking for when you select roles? Um, well, the first thing I look for is a good, uh, a good script. And then uh, the next thing you look for as a professional in the industry is, um, are you funded? Do you have a start date? Because uh, I have probably had stacks of over 100 incredible scripts over the last 40 years that um, I really wish they uh, could have been produced. Uh, and a lot of times they they just never make it to, uh, um, you know, to fruition. Um, so uh, I can't... I kind of wish there was more a little um, little independent theaters like uh, our art theaters. They used to call them in the '60s and '50s, and, and even the '70s. And then uh, they kind of got bought out in uh, multiplexes. People start then over time with computers, or people download this and that. Uh, I appreciate the, the precarious uh, uh, experience of being in a room with hundreds of people, and, and, and it's a different it's a different emotional experience. And it's a different artistic experience to have the, 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 the big, you know, the big theater. Uh, there's, uh, um, uh, I forget the name of the, of the chain, um, Studio Movie Grill is the name of the chain of theaters across the country. And they have gourmet, they have wonderful food, full menus, they have uh, 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 your comfortable chairs, they, uh, you can push a button, they'll bring you beverages and, and just awesome, incredibly uh, tasty food, back to where you're seated. Um, it's, it's a great experience. Uh, so I, I'm glad that uh, going out to, to, to the movies has uh, um, become uh, popular again. And uh, um, they're, they're finally, after a year of COVID, uh, 
uh, our local theaters are starting to reopen. And, um, you know, people just be smart, you know, um, there's such a thing as science and real medicine. You know, you know, wear a mask, you know, drop it down while you're eating and drinking, and the rest of the time just uh, enjoy the space and uh, uh, show respect to your uh, to your neighbors, you know. So you wear a mask to protect others, basically, and that just shows that you care. So um, you know, that's kind of what's going on. Definitely. And, you know, so many people know you from, uh, you know, The Hills Have Eyes, Devil's Rejects, a lot of films where... You know, you're playing some evil guys and the heavies, but you've done a lot of comedic roles. You've done dramatic roles. I first remember seeing you, I think, in Weird Science or, you know, maybe that Motley Crue yeah. video on MTV. I mean, you never know what kind of roles will resonate with people. That's true. Uh, uh, working with Motley Crue was great. We did two videos together. Uh, they were both very popular. Uh, uh, I remember, again, the smoking in the boys' room. Uh, I was backstage with the guys, and I said, hey, look, I can wiggle my ears, and uh, Nikki thought that was just hilarious, so... <laughs> Uh, 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 Tommy pulls my wig off and I and I have a, a, a tight close up and I wiggle my ears and uh, it's just fun. And eventually, over time on MTV, they cut the ear wiggle out. And one day I was uh, at a at a recording session, I'm cleaning up some dialogue from a film, and the guys while we're getting set up, he says, "Hey, hey I made a copy of a worksheet from uh, you know a couple months ago, and here's you." And uh, in the middle of the page it says, "Lot uh, of crew smoking in the boys' room." Um, Please uh, reinsert the ear wiggle four seconds. And so people got on the telephone, phoned in, and complained that the ear wiggle was mentioned on the MTV video, Smoking in the Boys Room, and enough people to, uh, there's enough check marks you know, on a piece of paper where somebody said to an executive, hey, uh, people are upset that, so we'll put the ear wiggle back in four seconds. So, yes, I've done a lot of different types of roles. I like comedy, I like drama, I like science fiction. Uh, just a well-developed character is fun, but you never know where your talents may lie. And I guess uh, in that instance, uh, uh, my ears uh, you know, got the Oscar. <laughs> Excellent. Again, Michael, I'm a huge fan, and it's been an honor speaking with you today. And, and Room 9 looks great, and I hope I can speak with you again sometime. Uh, that sounds good to me, too. Have a great day. Be safe. And again, that was the one and only Michael Berryman, and his new film, Room 9, is out now on DVD and wherever you download movies.
Hey, 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 I'm Steve Whiteman from Kicks, and you are listening to The Five Count. Rock on.
Hi, this is Vernon Wells. Remember me, Bennett from Commando? I'm the guy that kicked Donald Schwarzenegger's butt. And guess what? You're listening to The Five Count. They make me laugh. And if Matrix was here, he'd laugh too. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention?
Hey, Ton. Yeah, man. Welcome back. Thank you so much. From my heart and from my hand, why won't Ton understand that I love him? Wait, um, what? <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much. What a great interview. That was Michael Berryman. What a cool guy. Room 9. It's available now. I saw the trailer. And, like, Kane Hodder was tied to a table and being, like, tortured or something. Wow. Which you don't really see him, like, on the receiving end of some nasty stuff. No. It's kind of jarring. Yeah. Crazy. Room 9. Crazy. Ton, uh, you're never going to believe this, but I have a mailbag question from Billy Floyd Shouts. Oh, man, I love this idea. You could send a mailbag question in if you'd like. Maybe a question or a topic or a pot shot. Send it on over. We have various uh, social media avenues and emails and contacting apparatus. Go to thefivecount.com. There's links for all of it. Listen to this. If rumors are accurate, Tony Khan, owner of All Elite Wrestling, is spending money like a drunk on payday to secure the services of Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. Is signing these two wrestlers a big enough move to concern the competition? And if you are AEW, do you scrap any plans you have and book the entire promotion around Punk and Bryan? Signed, Billy Floyd Shouts. The lovable, comma, sexy. (laughs) Um... Do you know what any of this means? First, I'm going to say that we are once again the last people that we should be asking this <laughs> information um, because we just are not, we do, we are not on the pulse of wrestling right now. And I'm speaking for both of us on purpose because here's my answer and Floyd Schultz is going to hate it. Oh boy. Here's my answer. Um, I'm guessing that not really anybody cares that much. Daniel Bryan has been like not in, like the main focus of anything for a long time, quite possibly his whole career at WWE. I mean, he had the belt for a while, and he was like on fire for a hot second, and then got injured or whatever and was gone forever, and then came back as like a manager, and then eventually finally got cleared to wrestle or something and then i don't even know what you know like who cares like i'm not saying anything bad about daniel bryan i actually like daniel bryan i even liked him before he was red hot but it's just like i don't think anybody cares that much where if aew gets daniel bryan and CM Punk that suddenly WWE is going to be in trouble. I think WWE has got their business on lockdown so hard. They have captured all of the hearts of six-year-olds everywhere, which then captures all of the wallets of those 16-year-old parents. They have nothing probably to worry about, and AEW is going to be fighting forever. Any other wrestling promotion. I don't think it's smart to try to take down wwe or present anything in a in the realm of oh is this gonna is this gonna just disrupt the world of wrestling because i don't think anything will really at this point i don't I, I mean the monday night war has already happened and i don't know that we'll we will ever see that again i mean maybe but i don't know 
It's going to take something else, not old wrestlers. Certainly not CM Punk, dude, because I don't know about you, but I could give a complete rip about CM Punk. It's whatever. He's got a weird checkered past. He was cool when he was at a uh, WWE for a while, but then as soon as he went to UFC and then lost multiple times, and I, I don't know. Like he, To me, he's just buried in super old news, and I, I'm nothing against him personally. I actually want to say, like, you know, good good on him for trying at UFC. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm saying those losses, I'm not trying to take anything away from CM Punk. I'm saying I don't think any of that stuff is going to lend to people being really excited to see him back in wrestling. I don't know. I don't know. But that's just me. That's my thoughts. That's my thoughts. Is it my turn? Yes. Um, I think that the ratings will probably go up briefly. Yeah. Like, because people will be interested to see it. Maybe yeah. I'll even tune in. But then after a while, it's going to level out and get back to probably where it is now. Yep. Because that's just not wrestling, but everything. People are excited about something for 12 minutes and then... Yes. They're on to the next thing. I will say, I do think that it's a concern for competition in the fact that so many people are now not watching wrestling, that wrestling's ratings are like lower now than they've ever been ever. So probably just from that standpoint, WWE and AEW's ratings might get near the same area just because so many people have said F this. But they're worth like $183 billion, so they probably don't care. Yeah. True. And the other guy who owns AEW is worth even more money. Is he really? From something else or what? He owns like uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and a bunch of soccer teams or something. Okay. So it's a bunch of rich guys. I don't know. I feel like AEW, and I don't watch it. I've seen clips of it here and there, and it's always people like doing dangerous things and hurting themselves and falling off of the ropes and landing on their faces, which doesn't really get me all too excited to watch it. Yeah. But I feel like, and if you're just joining us, this is the part of the program where we discuss wrestling. So many of guys who used to be wrestlers in the WWE are now just like, heading over to AEW. It reminds me of like TNA. Remember that wrestling? Yes. Where it was kind of like WWE light. Yeah. Where all the guys who just left there are now in this other place. And it's all guys who have been wrestling since I was like in college. So like, let's get some new guys. Yeah. Like ton. How come you're not in the squared circle? Well, I'm too old now. If but, David uh, Arquette can like wrestle with pizza cutters and stuff, I certainly think you could probably at least get in the ring. Sure. Maybe down at the Cato Ballroom or something. Yeah, let's make some phone calls. I'm just saying, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and it's just a different era now. I don't, I don't, I, honestly, wrestling to me has gotten so kind of like boring and turned into a different thing to me that that doesn't doesn't turn me on anymore that it's i'm at some kind of place where i don't even know what it is that would 
anymore. I don't even know what could happen in wrestling to make me go, oh, dude, I need to tune in. I know what could help. What? If you go to WWE SmackDown. Yes. If you're listening to this live, it was yesterday. And Ton had an awesome time. If you're listening to this on Patreon, it's tomorrow. And Ton's going to have an awesome time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just talking to someone today about that. They're like, oh, yeah, you're going to SmackDown. and what, You love that stuff. And I was like, you know, I have no idea. who. They're like, oh, do you know who's going to be there? I was like, I have no clue. I don't know who's going to be wrestling, who's going to be there. I don't know anything about wrestling these days. Like, well, why are you going? And I'm like, I'm going for the brotherhood, man. I'm just going to have a good time. And like, you know, I have enough fond memories of wrestling that like I can, of course, go there and watch some wrestling. I'm not beyond that for sure. But yeah, I, don't, I mean, maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, it'll fire me up again. I'll get excited. I think I'm at the point now where I'm just doing it out of habit. Because it's something that I've done for now, literally almost 40 years. Yeah. Like, the day I came home from the hospital, plopped down and watching AWA with my grandpa. <laughs> I mean, it's like my <laughs> entire life. So I, it's hard for me to just say, eh. Yeah. Like, I need to be paying attention to it in some aspects. Sure. But I'm not all, like, super into it. Especially when, like, Paul Orndorff passes away. It's like, what are we even doing? Yeah. If Mr. Wonderful is no longer with us, then why bother? Yeah. That's a good point. Thank you. Good for you. Ton, you know what? I used to have good points, you know, like 10 years ago. Really? Sometimes. I'm sure I probably did. I'm sure you did, too. I must have said something intelligent at some point. Yeah, you did. Well, Ton, I don't know if you're going to believe this or not, but this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five-count history. Awesome. July 30th, 2011. Back when Daniel Bryan and CM Punk were still wrestling. Yeah, man. 10 years ago they were wrestling. Wow. They were probably wrestling against The Miz and Randy Orton. Yeah. But at least John Cena will be at the uh, SmackDown, or was at the SmackDown, again, whenever you're hearing this. I'm excited. It'll be great. Not as excited as Ton was 10 years ago when Mungo Jerry was on the show. Dude, that was a great show. Oh, Ton. That was an awesome show. 10 years ago, Ray Dorsett, a.k.a. Mungo Jerry. Awesome guy. He was awesome on the show. Guy. One of my favorite possible interviews. In the summertime, when the weather is hot, his afro, like, is good four feet wide yes super huge that guy's mutton chops mungo mania man dude they were award-winning they were in magazines we talked to that guy for about a half hour and i would say eight minutes of it was about his facial hair it was awesome he was so awesome dude he even like dude he we even like talked to him first and he said he was like going to, or he was like at the market or something, right? And he's like, "No, I'll just call you back when we when I get home or whatever." And we were both thinking like, "We're never hearing from him again." And twenty minutes later, he's like, "Yeah, I just got back in off the train." And so, yeah, whatever. What's up, guys? Let's talk. He was just like awesome dude. <laughs> he was eating a carrot. Yeah, awesome dude. Awesome guy. I, I still got his was, phone number. I think he was in Germany. He was, yeah. We made a lot of international calls on Gully's Dime yeah, back we then. Did. We did. 
I but, still got his number if you want to call him. Uh, well, what time is it over in Germany? I don't know. Like uh, 3 a.m.? Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should wait till later. Yeah. Maybe we should call him at 3 a.m. So it'll be tomorrow morning. Son, I don't know uh, how time zones work, but I do know Mungo Jerry was on the five count 10 years ago. Awesome. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, dude. And that's... <laughs> yeah, dude. I love that song. That's the funny part. Everyone knows the In the Summertime song. In the summertime when the... Yeah, because I used it as the jingle for Valley Fair. Yeah, everyone knows that song. But honestly... All right, all right, all right is the song, dude. That song rips. It rips. It's awesome. Speaking of rips, we're back. Man. Not sure why that rips, but... It does. Rips my heart out to know that we almost have to end the show here. Oh, man. But we do have another exclusive interview. We do. With Gary Kemp. Yes. Of Spandau Ballet. Yes, dude. Remember that band? A little bit. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, dude. Yes. Ton knows this much is true. Yeah, dude. So good. I'm really getting into that stuff right now. Hey, they played at Live Aid. You remember? They yeah, they did. Weren't you at Live Aid? No, I wish. I was thinking of somebody else. Dude, oh, yeah. Spando Ballet. That's yeah, what I was thinking That's of. who you're thinking of. I dude, I've been getting into bands like this, and it's really interesting. It's um, there's a ton ton of these bands of this similar time period and similar style that, at least in the U.S., it seems like no one knows about or has heard of. And a lot of those, they have like one hit that if you played it, the person would then be like, "Oh yeah, I know this song," but they have no idea who the person is or who the band or whatever is. And the rest of the albums are kind of not great at all. And then there's Tears for Fears. <laughs> and in America here, everyone thinks it's like a joke or something. I just remember for a long time, I don't know, people were making so much fun of it. I remember being at a girlfriend's house and we found an old Tears for Fears album of like, her parents or something and i remember everybody just being like look at these guys just completely trashing it not listening to it even in the slightest i've been listening to tears for fears now and it's dude it's really good like way better way better than i thought it could be and i'm not even talking the hits i'm talking like the deep cuts are even better tons talking to you come on that's what i'm saying like that like that song is more kind of like the I don't to me when I'm listening to the full albums now that song is like the yeah that's okay you prefer the disturbed and version. then there's and then no I don't prefer <laughs> that at all but I'm saying like the song that you know from radio play feels to me more like the lesser like the, the there's other tracks on the albums that are like have way more depth and way I don't know it's just amazing. Well, maybe you'll feel that way about Gary Kemp's new solo album. I could. I'm in excited. solo. I'm excited to hear it. I'm excited to hear the interview. Well, let's hear it right now. Let's do it. And we're joined on the phone today by actor and musician Gary Kemp. You probably remember him as the lead guitarist for the band Spandau Ballet. Also played with Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets. 
Today we're talking about his new solo album, In Solo. Hey Gary, how you doing today? Hi Dustin. It's great to be speaking with you. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me on. Well, I know you've got a new album out, In Solo. Can you tell the listeners a bit about the new album? Yeah, um, I I started writing this when I was on tour, actually in America, with, with Nick Mason's Source Full of Secrets. I don't know if you know about the band. You know, it's Nick Mason from Pink Floyd, and sure. we, 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 it's his solo project. We play all the early Floyd stuff. And um, I found myself really sort of liberated as a guitar player and as a singer, you know, and... and because so much of my life has been involved with Spandau Ballet and our comings and goings and getting back together and splitting up and writing for them. Um, and while I was on the road with Nick, I, I found it very inspiring. And I, I, I ended up writing a lot of lyrics first. I also turned 60, and I think that played a big part in why I was you know, approaching songs with certain questions that were in my head. Because um, there's, there's a few tracks that hinge themselves around I guess reminiscing or thinking about the past and what relevance it has to the present, um, trying to join the dots, really. I, I started writing a couple of songs, like I, am, uh, I Remember You and I Am The Past and Waiting For The Band, which sort of looks at not being so strong now. You know, I'm not, I'm not that guy that was once powerful and fast of foot and, and sharp of eye. And, um, and, I, and I just felt that there was a truth in that, that that didn't exist in your average pop song, which is, you know, Boy Meets Girl. And and, uh, and, and I, it gave me a heart to the album that I could build on. Excellent. And I saw the video for uh, the single Too Much. You've got Roger Taylor from Queen playing with you. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's He's been a friend since the 80s, and I, um, I used to know the whole band. Freddie was very close. And, uh, and that was nice. You know, a lot of people got grounded in the um, in the pandemic, and uh, and I used that opportunity to uh, get in touch with musicians that I like, to the friends, and I just said, "Dick, I'm making this record. Can I send you the demo? And could you try and you know fit some time in?" And Roger said, "Yeah, I'd love to do this." And he sent the drums back to me. We put it in the track. Um, Too much is the only song I wrote during the pandemic, actually, uh, right at the beginning of it. Um, and I, there was some influence of. The crisis on the street, which I talk about, that's that's in there. Um, but yeah, a lot of people like Guy Pratt from Floyd and and plays with Gilmore and and with Nick. You know, he plays most bass on the album. Uh, my brother from Spandau Ballet plays on the album too. So uh, you know, there was a lot of nice people that came on. I wanted it to be real musicians. I didn't want it to be full of computer music. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's been about 25 years or so in between solo albums for you, Gary. Uh, was it the free time kind yeah. of during the pandemic that kind of, you know, everything aligned and made this album possible? Yeah, I think it was the writing of it. So I, 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 I didn't have the urgency to write a solo album. You know, the, whatever I was doing with Spandau and forming a family, which I've been doing. And um, I do a lot of acting. I do a lot of theater acting here in the UK. Um, all of these things took up time. And I think, as I said earlier, Nick in a way, was my inspiration to write an album. And yes, I was about to go on tour 2020 with Nick again, uh, doing a diff slightly different tour. And um, and when that closed down, you know, everyone thought it was going to be over by Christmas, right? We're all thinking, you know, three months and we'll be okay. So I thought, right, I've got to, I've got to get on with this. You know, there's some urgency now. And I'm going to make this record. So I think the pandemic did give me the the sort of framework, really, of, 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 of having the discipline of trying to get the record finished and the time, of course. 
Well, now it seems like things are finally starting to open back up. Uh, will you be on the road uh, for the new album? Maybe you put a band together for the solo album? Well, I, I can't at the moment, I don't think. I, I haven't really, you know, there's the very few venues open. I think this album has taken me by surprise. When I finished the album, I didn't have a record company. And then I played it to Sony Records, the, the global head, and he said, I want it. So suddenly I'm here talking to guys like you and it's all happening and, and doing well. I, um, I've got a commitment to go back on the road with Nick uh, for the first half of next year. So that's going to be my next live shows. I think I've got to start rehearsals for that in October. But I did put a band together just to see if I could run this album and make it work live. And we shot five songs. We did three days rehearsal, um, guys in the band. And, um, and, and that's up on the internet now. I think there are three songs of uh, me playing live um, on the internet um, and you can go and watch that but yeah I want to I want to play so badly but don't we all want to go to see a show <laughs> yeah most definitely again uh, the new album in solo is out now and I wanted to go back a little bit Gary and ask you uh, your memories of uh, performing with uh, Spendo Ballet at Live Aid and that was such a huge event for, for people my age growing up yeah you know it's I, you know it's funny because I think that was one of the greatest days of my life as a musician. You know, I do this podcast called Rock on Tours, which has done very well over here. It's with, with Guy Pratt, and we interview other people. And we've got Adam Clayton coming on this weekend. And we've already recorded that interview, you know. And Adam says that's one of the great moments that changed U2's life that day, um, that changed their career. You know, McCartney, who I've spoken to about it, he absolutely, you know, remembers that day so clearly. I think there was a sense of power that, music suddenly was changing something you know woodstock tried to change things by dropping out you know the 70s were more about protest and what i think we were doing in the 80s was trying to say to everyone we're going to give you some power you can you know through charity this idea you can, and, and through music you you can you know donate some money maybe change do something that the government wasn't interested in and it was it was a kind of big change up i think there was a sense of power to the people that day yeah definitely and as far as music goes i mean there were so many different bands and styles and, and things on the radio around that time so it's definitely you know yeah. cool to just yeah. grow up with all that too yeah. yeah you know i think the second british invasion was happening and and british bands were were you know internationally successful so i think it was a good period of time when you could do that because there was nobody on that day from philadelphia or from london that people didn't know you know, and there was there was so many English and American bands. Well, Gary, I know the new album is just out, but you mentioned uh, your acting career. Is there anything else maybe coming up acting wise, or any other projects we should look out for? Uh, nothing that might appear in the states. I did something for the BBC over here, which was a comedy, which was a sort of mockumentary. It was a, meant to be a documentary about me and my brother Martin who was in Spandau Ballet as well and uh, it did really well because it's very very funny it's very stupid and um, and it and we're going to shoot another one of those in um, in uh, the January uh, so uh, if there's any access to BBC stuff over where you are in the States you can you can watch that but uh, other than that you know I'd love I love theater really and that's uh, it's some I, I like performance. I like being on a stage. I like the nerves that it generates. I like the, the buzz of the audience, you know, um, those beautiful venues. I, I mean, it's, um, it's a shame it's been so, they've all been closed for so long. Definitely. And again, Gary, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I'm digging the new album, and it's been great speaking with you. Thanks, man. All the best. Bye. Uh, and again, that was Gary Kemp, formerly of Spandau Ballet. 
His new album, In Solo, is available now. Thank you. 
Hi, this is Mick Hocknell from Simply Red, and you're listening with me to The Five Count.
Hey there, this is John Oates, and you are listening to The Five Count. Come back again 
Yeah, Ton. We're back. Oh, yeah. And I know this much is true. <laughs> yeah, man. What do you think about that that era of music? Love it. Do you love it for real? Because there was so many different types of songs yes. happening. Yeah. Like you had the new wave stuff, electronic-y. Yes. You had the hip-hop, hair metal, Michael Jackson, Prince. Yeah. I mean, you really did. You had so much different options, so many different things happening. And I don't. to me, it's just so much more exciting. It's so much more exciting to even think about that time period. And that's where I say, like, I'm, I'm trying to listen to more things that I feel like I missed out on in that, in those time periods. And I'm thinking back even now where there's a lot of that music that I just didn't listen to because I was into something else at the time, or even because my peers or adults even would make fun of something and then I wouldn't even give it a shot because, well, that person thought it was terrible. So then whatever, I'm already listening to this thing where now I'm completely like, why would I even give a rip what that person thought? Like, listen to this stuff. That's true. And I feel like I just missed out on so much. There's, there's like key songs that you heard on the radio or heard in movies, but then that's, that's it. That's where it ended. Listen, Ton, if I can turn the radio on and I can possibly hear the Fat Boys and Quiet Riot and Cindy Lauper, can't beat that. Yeah. Yeah, that is an interesting thought because there was a time period where that could happen, where that was happening. It could still happen here on the five count. Yes. Yes. That was Gary Kemp in solo, available now. That's interesting. Ton, it's been a big show. Michael Berryman, Gary Kemp, a tribute to Dusty Hill. Had some dirty looks from you, but I'm going to rise above it. Yes, we will. It's been a great program. I've enjoyed myself. Did you know that this is a good time to do some shield billing and let you know that we have so much other things happening, so much to offer? Besides just this fine radio program, which is beloved across the Tri-County area and the world, I'm talking like YouTube, exclusive interviews that are only on YouTube, and the Five Count Co-op, which is a video game type, I guess it's a ton's own show. Like he's got a radio show, he's got a TV show. He plays video games, and he's really good at them. Actually, I'm mostly terrible, and you're pretty good at most of the games. Yes, dude, I am aware. We have a lot of stuff happening. The Five Count Co-op, I mean, don't go there if you're looking for extreme tips and tricks on video games, but if you just want to be entertained and see some regular old dudes playing some old NES games and maybe get a laugh out of it, the Five Count Co-op is definitely your show. Also, if you check us out on Patreon uh-huh. for only $1. That's a good deal. You can get access to this show early, to the Five Count Co-op early. You can get access to a show that only exists there. 
the five count at the movies. Holy and moly. It's awesome. Uh, word on the street is that coming up, as in yesterday, there is a new episode featuring Tun's new favorite film starring a haunted monster truck. It's called Twister's Revenge. Yes, dude. Twister's Revenge. Picture this. 1980s Wisconsin monster trucks, computers, and bazookas. Bazookas. Bad guys that are kidnapping women and sticking them in caves underneath the cornfield. Driving tanks through downtown Wisconsin. Yes, and a monster truck is seeking its revenge over all. You could sit next to Tom and watch it. Dude. Man, that's awesome. The entire movie is a monster truck. Basically, called Twister. And it talks. And it's on Patreon. It's on Patreon. It's... It's... Hey, it's the most ridiculous thing you'll ever see. If you have, if you enjoy this show and you have friends, why don't you just tell them about it or share it on your pages? Tell them. or just go over to their house and say, "Hey, look at this thing." Share it. Give them a dollar. You got a dollar? Just do it. Some just person it. on Facebook probably had a birthday and they asked for donations to like old dog society or something, and you probably gave them five bucks. That could have gotten you five months worth of five count Patreon. That's right something think about i think about it all the time and it makes me up. sick you messed up is what you did hey go to Lori dawn ceramics and buy that special someone that special ceramic gift do it do it it's beautiful stuff out there Lori dawn ceramics she's a great person too Amen. follow her on twitter hey i think we're done thanks michael berryman thanks gary kemp thanks ton rest in peace dusty hill And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Good night.